0: to join at oldmarketingschool.com learn go to oldmarketingschool.com learn to apply for the next cohort of Old marketing school certification hey legendary human yes i'm talking to you love the show why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds challenges masterclasses and so much more we help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content to so give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode.
1: Do making the making having this sort of Japanese twist to the food that I'm making, it's also almost a little bit responding to again to people's
0: expectations on so it. Maybe...
2: Hello team. Hello. Hey. How are you doing today? Yeah, good
3: thanks.
0: Yeah, really good. Chirpy. 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 It's nice to like do a little break after lunchtime and just get chatting because I find like I get very kind of siesta, sort of Mexican <laughs> siesta style <laughs> yeah, after lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably it's because I inhale everything. <laughs> <laughs> but also because your food is delicious. so food like, is delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it kind of helps with that respect. And I'm so excited because today is all about food. Because um, I'm super pumped to have the lovely Sarah Kiyopopova, which probably I pronounced terribly, so apologies, Sarah, um, as an interview for the HBC podcast for the main coming impact show. Um, and we all know actually Sarah in one way or another, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I think it's funny when you think about how many people you kind of know that are there. I have a cookbook out. Or, obviously, she wrote a cookbook. That's why I'm mentioning this. But, um, or out of writing a cookbook, or actually, like, doing a lot of recipes, mm. if you can think of some as well. Um, and, obviously, I love Sarah. Um, not just for the creativity. I've seen as She made dinner for me. So, I've also seen the the crazy genius in action, which is yeah, brilliant, because she's literally, like, picking up things and adding things as she goes, which I love. But then I also know that you guys have had different experiences with different people as well, with cooking. So, you, mm. Ames, have done quite a few retreats plus you've also done a couple of like book shoots which yeah ain't no jokes
3: oh my gosh no (laughs) (laughs) like like, cooking up like 16 dishes a day for them to style but it's really fun you get to see so many different dishes um i yeah worked on yoga retreats in the kitchen which has been fun to like catering for like 30 people which is just very different to cooking for one or two which Mm. i usually do at home um i love it and then like working on some like supper club feasts like with sarah nikki matina and um, that's really fun as well. So um, I could just talk about food all day. So <laughs> <laughs> anything to do with food is great. Yeah. So
0: this podcast will be about two hours long. Yeah. So sit down. <laughs> One hour is going to be called cool. Amy's <laughs> <this> Corner. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just all about
2: food.
0: We'll <laughs> just leave it there. But the problem is then we've got another foodie on, on, on the other side, which is Sam as well, and <laughs> with a very, very, very content face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> food just makes me so happy. Yeah, I don't true. think you can talk about food without smiling.
0: It's one of those things where I know some people just eat, and I want to see your face when I say that, but just eat for function, just yeah. like just eat to survive.
3: It makes yeah. me so sad. <laughs> no, it genuinely does. Like, I genuinely think like, food should be there to be enjoyed, whether you're having it like with friends or family, or whether it's just by yourself. Like... It's generally something to enjoy, like at least three yeah. times a day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, you know, literally, some people just eat for fuel. Yeah. And,
2: and I like... think it's such a great leveller as well. Like, it just brings people together. Yeah. It doesn't matter your background or, you know, where you come from, you can all just sit down mm-hmm. and enjoy a good meal. And it's just such a nice way of bringing people together and having that That's kind true. of community feel. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why when I talk to people, um, and we talk about obviously, because obviously I've been in England for 10 years and almost 11, and I've been also to a couple of Christmases. But then again, we would go and have lunch, like, on Sundays especially, and we'd just sit down, especially if it was, like, a bigger a bigger family thing, not just, like, me and mum and dad, and you just stay there for four hours, and all mm. you're doing is eating and oh talking. Gosh.
3: There's Italian meal. She knows. So Italian. Italian weddings, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Italian weddings are
0: <laughs> yeah. low. And it's just, like, literally sitting down yeah. and eating is the most that you do, and as yeah. of what you actually dance, thank God. Yeah. That's pretty much it's it. And, and I think it's just one of those things where I literally... I was raised with that idea that if you are eating, if you're sitting down, we would literally go out with my friends and we would just have pizza nights. Mm-hmm. And I was literally eating pizza, drinking some beer for some of us, and then just watching some movies afterwards. But you can literally do three hours of yeah. just eating pizza and talking, yeah. shizu and That's kind of why I do appreciate what you're saying when it comes to that.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what, though? I think I'm actually... Because I'm thinking about, for example, cookbooks and obviously Inspiration. I use a lot of apps... Mainly because, and also <clears throat> for people that are not in the UK,
2: the very middle class waitress app. Because <laughs> yeah. actually, the recipes are good. There are some great recipes in Waitress Magazine. And I was like, Oh, god, because um, I haven't, haven't
0: got the app though, and all that. Because the the, you can actually get if you're a member, which I'm not, but my boyfriend is, so I get the app which has a magazine in it. Mm. Uh, you can kind yeah. of save the, I used of the to recipes. Love
3: magazine. <laughs> I find there's not that many vegan ones in, so I don't bother picking true. it up anymore, but. Yeah. Especially. There are some really good
0: ones, and but again, I do like some cookbooks. And the only one that we regularly use is actually Sadas, which mm. is Bend To Power, which you talk about in the podcast as well. Mm. For me, it's the only one we use because we actually have a function. Really sad if you say, it, but we use it regularly because of a function for it, which is lunchboxes. Yeah, yeah, and it is. it's like the lunchbox bible. Exactly. So it's for me, it's good. super handy.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I was wondering, what about you guys? Do you actually? I've probably a bit more inventive and mm. and creative would have come for this side of it.
3: Just on Sarah's book, have you made the parsnips? Like you marinate the parsnips like with dates and I think it's like some miso. Oh, if you haven't, haven't made done this, that. you need to make. It's like part of one of the boxes. The parsnips also get. They're the best bit. I think. Oh, I'll check it. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm going to find that recipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the
2: parsnips. You could are do so it as good. a Sunday, as big Sunday roast. Cute. And you can have them for lunch the following and you day. Have the extras. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, shoot, they're not actually. cooked. They're raw. They're just oh, marinated. They you mean.
3: literally marinate them with your hands with the and the dates and there's some kind of acidic element in there as well so good like literally like, a, lot, a lot of it is, is raw. Idea.
0: a lot yeah. of it is raw. even like the carrots the full salmon carrots yeah, are literally it's raw good. and marinated wow. to death mm-hmm. that's just yeah. really cool. good
3: yeah but another book I remember like I don't use cookbooks as much anymore because I'm always making like my mm-hmm. own recipes but the one that I actually got and I think I've made pretty much every recipe from and that's never happened before is by um, Nina Olsen of Nourish Atelier that's mm. her like handle on social media but it's also the name of her cookbook when it's Bowls of Goodness is the name of the book and it is beautiful like the photography is gorgeous and they're all bowls food so Mm -hmm. there's some breakfast ones some lunch ones dinner ones pasta there's everything it's vegetarian so it's not fully vegan but I just think I've made every recipe from that Mm -hmm. and it's got just the most amazing recipes i really recommend people to have a look through that Um, sounds really good yeah it's really lovely i can't even think of ones i've made from that but like there's lots of of tofu ones in there and there's like buddha bowls like kachari just everything but in a bowl and that's just my kind of food that sounds very very nice Mm -hmm. i got
2: her um veggie burger one yeah literally just a book full of burgers which is incredible um, but yeah that's really nice i need to try that yeah you, should, yeah, you can come. we can do a swap
3: them. yes yes um, i definitely want to
0: check that one out too because it's one of those things mm-hmm. i love making yeah. veggie burgers but i'm like i end up making the same <laughs> yeah
3: beans <Yeah>. rice. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: i would say my favorite one the one that i read most often it's not really well it is a cookbook but not just pages of recipes but it's called salt fat acid heat by salmon nosrat i think um, and it's just talking about how those four things change and make a dish and how you can use mm-hmm. them to kind of change the flavours and stuff and it's really clever it's like almost a little bit sciencey. it's got some really cool pictures in it to kind of show you how it all works so that's a really good one. Um, and then actually thinking about it, Flavour Thesaurus. Yeah, I was going to say, plastic. I was expecting you to say that. That's really
3: good. I think you did a blog post that mentioned something about that, maybe yeah. like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I was it's, like, oh wow, that sounds you got really it so good. good. And and because it's the
0: story about you getting it and you getting it for Christmas, was it? Or something like that? And yeah. He, and they gave it to
2: you before yeah so I've got remember. I've got one so one's what to eat which yeah. is a very similar kind of thing where yeah. it suggests things so I think that was the one about yeah the blog post what that, to eat yeah which was the Christmas present oh, and okay. then the other one the flavor thesaurus is the one I've bought since um is it I think it's
3: good yeah it's
2: just it's incredible the way they pair flavors and just suggest mm. what you can do with it it's it's good good for like recipe yeah. development because it's a book anyway. that you can read but obviously he still allows you to make the recipes yourself. Be creative yourself yeah. yeah I highly recommend that one
0: because there's that thing as well sometimes I have some I don't know it's one like broccoli or cauliflower I know a couple of things that I can add to it to make yeah. it fun some veg I look at it and I'm like hi friend yeah, yeah.
2: What? yeah. So what are you yeah. going to do with you?" or you just get so used to doing it one way like aubergine I just now think cut it in half spread it like roast it yeah a bit means on it done yeah but there are so many other ways that like if you slow cook it it breaks down into oh a big tomato no. sauce or make like baba News. yeah exactly yeah. Oh, yeah so kind of getting a bit more creative with something if you're so used to just doing it one mm-hmm.
0: way yeah um, I want to do an honourable mention to the most beautiful two books that I will never use love them love yeah. them never use in my kitchen which are the two Ottolangi books sweet oh. And the other one is plenty more. I love them. I think I made one recipe once from that and I had to buy so much stuff and I had to
3: go to yeah, self really just really. to buy it. I don't, oh don't have them, but I think they release some of the recipes in, I don't know, like a, a magazine. Yeah. And I was like, I need to go out and buy five different spices that I'm yeah. never going to use again. And as great as the food is, I just I suppose it's a different yeah.
2: type of cooking. It's not British at all. It's like Arabian recipe. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, for the, I suppose, not the target audience, but from where he's mm-hmm. come from in terms of where he grew up and stuff, then that stuff is more available. Is, yeah. So it it's like, oh, actually, this is, this is just like so And it's
3: expensive. expensive. Yeah. It just
2: gets really expensive. It's so funny, it?
0: though. Like, a lot of people that I talk to when yeah. I kind of say that, because I feel like, in shame, I'm like, no, I just don't use it. And everybody's yeah. like, same. It's just yeah. there as a coffee table. Yeah. And beautiful, but
2: even the sweets, I'm Honestly, like. See, I've done quite a few recipes from his books. I, I did just, a. Um, I did a really nice like tomato um caper harissa pasta the other day which oh, was insane anything with harissa I sh- in fact I'm going to send it to you both because it was probably one of the best vegetarian meals I've ever eaten in my life wow yeah. it was oh, really, yeah. really really good I mean
0: it's food is, is incredible I've mm-hmm. been, it is yeah and I, th- I think that's the thing it Is the flavours it's more a case of I guess as you said like if you were to say I use a little bit of Middle flavours at all mm. times, which actually I do, I have a lot of spices for some reason, I love mm. Doka and Arisa and Zata, oh, guess, yeah. and all their jazz, Samak even, which is yeah. bizarre, um, then it's a different yeah. thing, but if you don't use them as much, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like... i
2: tell you what you should do, is get the book and then get one of his spice hampers, and then you've got everything oh, you that's need. That's so cute! Because <laughs> right. yeah. I Christmas got a I got hamper for Christmas and it's got all of the spices in it. So it had like lemon salt and zatara, and so you know, sea and all that kind of stuff and it's all just ready to go oh, with no, nice. a Christmas wish it. list. Bam! Yeah, it's so sorted. good! Dude. And then you can yeah. know, there you go. You can use the book.
0: Yeah. So if you had to say a, I'm putting it on the spot now. So I'm going to look at Amy first. Oh, no. nice. I can <laughs> say mine first because yeah. I can think of maybe one. But like a foodie gift. Like something that you would give somebody who loves uh food. One thing that or oh, maybe a gift that you got gifted that you think you would really, really like to give people as well. I will say primitively whilst you maybe think I am a massive fan of food hampers anyway, that's what I thought about this. Yeah. Because Italians like we got great food. <laughs> like great food that you can put yeah. in hampers, put it this yeah. way. I like panotas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> spices, nothing so yeah. like <laughs> yeah. so I spices. It's not sponsored like... by the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sponsored by other Spices. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I've yeah. definitely, like, for me, it's such a handy one, and it's kind of like a cheat gift sometimes mm. if you don't know what to give. We actually did a similar thing where we gave somebody a food hamper and a cookbook, uh, yeah, like, like a couple. It was like, there you go. <laughs> Spend more time in the look? kitchen. Love each
3: other. Or even like, there's so many cookery classes nowadays. Yeah, experiences. Um, yeah, experiences. Because I don't know. Like, I think cookbooks can be quite a personal thing. Yeah. Like, so cook some cookbooks. I look at and be like, that's great, but I'm not going to use it. Mm. Um, that or chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> give me chocolate. I, I think
2: that's a good question. I think one thing I I love those um, jars of dried. Uh, like cake or cookie ingredients that oh, you, okay. you stack them, um, yeah. and you can make those at home. Like you can get a load of jars, and then you can just fill them up with your yeah. own ingredients, and add a little wooden spoon and some chocolate cute. chips and stuff of something. And then you can kind of stir those together and add mm-hmm. whatever else you need to make the cake. That's quite a nice idea. Um, I also quite like gifting um, sustainable wraps. You know, the like wax wraps because oh,
3: nice. that's
2: quite a good thing because they look super pretty and they're like quite cute and adorable, and you can just give those. Um, but otherwise a good salt a really good expensive salt and a really good expensive olive oil If they I like was food, thinking about that yeah. if they have not asked for anything food related they would be very disappointed <laughs> with like, salt <laughs> <laughs> but if they appreciate good food yeah. then proper good quality olive oil and salt
0: my friend gave me some honey because she has her own bees mm, yeah. and some of her own oil she yeah. used to give me one when I was still drinking. Um, so that's the thing. Like she has like her own little farm. Well, yeah. not not own little. She has massive land, so she does her oil as well. And she kind of gave me one. So that's the thing. Like again, it's kind of funny when you think about literally telling people from the countryside, which is where I'm from. That's literally that. There you go. Do you get my oil? Oh, mm-hmm. I get I get your melons or
3: whatever. Yeah, anything. <laughs> I get like, you I... melons.
0: <laughs> give me your melons. <laughs> 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 anyway.
3: But yeah, anything homemade, I think, I quite often like for Christmas and birthdays. I was going to say, yeah. Christmas
0: especially, is such
2: a... Yeah,
3: I make loads of biscotti, loads of granola. Such a nice idea.
2: Yeah. I'm looking forward to my biscotti from you this Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Get your ones in, let me know what (laughs)
3: flavour.
2: I'm waiting for my (laughs) salt. I'm waiting for my
0: salt. So basically, now we all know what Christmas, like, secret Santa's going to be this year. Great. Um... But yeah, with this chat, I'm going to have with Sarah. Um, I talked to Sarah about a lot of things. Obviously, there's going to be talks about the book, cooking in general, but then also a lot of it is going to be about her story, which if you don't know, is incredibly fascinating, and we'll go deep into the artsy side of Sarah as well. So a very much a, a creative human being, and we really go deep into that. Um, so yeah, give it a listen. We're going to jump on it straight right now, and that we finish talking about foods and let us know what you think. Um, You can find all the links for Sarah as well for her book, for herself in the show notes. And also uh, you can tag us at hbloggers.com just to tell us more like what you loved about the episode and and any feedback that you have. Thank you so much and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: some, by the way. I'm just, because I'm just scoffing it. Okay, a tiny bit.
0: Tiny bit. So it can both be, like, euphoric. Yeah, but that's kind of tiny. That's super tiny, it's fine. It's good tiny. We're gonna keep ourselves in check. Okay. Mm. I'll just put that there, sorry. No, No worries. It's totally fine. You can, you can scream. (laughs) You can shout. (laughs) Maybe not dance, because I would not be picked up by, you know, by the actual microphone. You could narrate it. Mm. You can. I can narrate how you're dancing. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. What, just... what would you call that thing we have in front of A cat pole? A cat? Something? Oh, in the thing. Oh, a cat uh, scratch pole. A cat scratch pole. So if you want to dance on the cat scratch pole, narrate <laughs> yes, that. As well. <laughs> I can narrate that as well if you want. <laughs> no. To be honest, you were telling me because I, I am surrounded by little bits of your past. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Especially on my back, there is a lot of pictures of you performing. I suppose some of these are. So there was a lot of movement involved. Did you start well. already? By the way. Yes, we're starting, oh. so we're ready on. <laughs> so it's all good. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> okay. You can just in. <laughs> just checking before I panic. Of course, yeah, we just... carry on. Maybe um, well, yeah, I wanted to ask you about um, what I had behind me. Mm-hmm. It kind of like what. What was that? And uh, what were these performances about as well? Talking about movement and scratching, scratch Cats balls, scratch
2: yeah,
1: Cats, scratch, <laughs> balls. Cats,
0: scratch balls and all that stuff. Um,
1: so I I suppose the performances kept coming back to one and the same theme, mm-hmm. and um, it was mostly to do with some type of uh, with identity, you could say. Yeah, identity, identity, and um, the. Um, expectation of how the expectation of uh, people around you and the world around you and your own sort of context that you're born into how the expectation upon you forms your personality or forms your sense of self so Mm. it's quite complex but that is actually what I was kind of
0: trying to deal with I'm wondering how much Mm. is this also influenced by your
1: heritage? 100 and fifty percent, yeah, <laughs> not
0: 150
1: percent, yeah, not just a little bit, but uh, completely. So I think that was, um, I I personally see my my years of art as, as an art practitioner as a uh, almost a sort of um, exorcism, yeah, of uh, of um, demons that had been building up uh, while I was growing up and while I was um, quite confused about. What I was, or what people were expecting me to be, and versus how I actually felt. Yeah. And then, um, so um, just for context, and I was, I was born in Sweden, born in Sweden, but from a Japanese-Bulgarian heritage. Yeah. So my mom and her family came to Sweden in, when, <laughs> this, there was still Soviet and Eastern Bloc and everything, so they were just lucky to be able to find a way, of. Going to getting out basically, getting out basically, and 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 uh, <laughs> and find um, a better life in in some respects. And um, so uh, my mom then met my Japanese dad, yeah, in Sweden, and then they had me eventually mm-hmm. after a, a detour to Japan. And um, but then they didn't stay together. So I um, grew up in the north of Sweden. Yeah. With my uh, mum and my stepdad, who is completely Swedish. Yeah. No, a bit of Finnish. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) there's a a a a a touch Uh, of Finnish. And my uh, half brothers. So it just meant growing up in a very, very homogenous society at that time. At that time, it was very, very Swedish. Yeah. Very North Sweden. So, yes, people were like mostly blonde. (laughs) <laughs> and blue <blew by>. eyes <laughs> and and I was just um foreign yeah. but I, wa- I wasn't really so it it was also at that time there was a lot of um korean kids being in, adopted into um adopted uh and so if you looked asian in sweden in the 70s 80s you were uh, immediately kind of assumed to be an adopted kid oh so because obviously my swedish was Perfect, like yeah. native, <laughs> and uh, and there just simply weren't very many um, immigrants at all at the time
0: in the you north. Know.
1: So I just grew up feeling like everyone was expecting me to be something that I wasn't. Yeah, and I think it's just something that people can relate to universally. Because whether it's like you know expecting you to be a, a woman and therefore you have to behave in certain ways, or whether you're expected to be from this and that area in the world, or born into this and that kind of class or whatever, you know, so it's like, yeah.
0: Do you think fun. that that also translated a bit into the way that you approached your cooking and, and obviously the book, Instagram and everything else, and that kind of creative outlet, if I can call it that way? You called it hobby earlier, but <laughs> you cannot really call it hobby now as much. <laughs> uh, no, are you calling it, I'm kind of wondering yeah. how much of that, I know some of that obviously because I've read the book, but mm. how much of that also came into the way that you experimented in the kitchen?
1: It definitely came into it, because uh, I think even maybe genetically, um, I wasn't really set up for like typical Swedish food, Yeah. so <laughs> dairy, all this like dairy, milk, cream, cheese, like I just didn't like it, and that, that is a very big part of the, of the diet, so as soon as I moved away from home, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, became a student... And discovered instant noodles, I <laughs> <laughs> because I, I had had no uh, there had no been no instant noodles before. Oh no, actually I had spent a year in Japan. So mm-hmm. she, anyway, so I moved to Stockholm as a student, discovered instant noodles and discovered uh, Thai flavors actually. Nice, yes. right? and I was completely blown away and, yet, and just realized oh there's this whole kind of of course other world of making food. This this sounds so ancient now, just because <laughs> but now thing, no. that was like kind of pre-everyone being on the internet, like connected up with it, through the internet.
0: But well, that's fine. I think sometimes we forget that that's where the beauty comes in one way, because mm-hmm. maybe now it's just different to the way that people react to kind of like interact with things because everything is so global. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. But probably what you're doing and the way that you're putting yourself out there and the way that you're putting what you're creating probably wouldn't exist if you didn't go through the story that you went through. Which, oh, again, yeah, it, it doesn't make you ancient, by all means, but we are, you know, <laughs> you're a couple of years older than me. Uh, I am probably a couple of decades older than some people as well that are yeah. now in their early 20s. Oh. So you know what I mean? There is yeah. that kind of thing that just it makes us slightly different because we come from a place where, you know, I was Italian in a place where immigrants were not understood yet there's just not even mm. that much anyway mm. my country is a bit like that um, so you know for me to come out was really was really hard as well and kind of to other countries and stuff because I couldn't really understand how a country like the UK could be so um, you know so so different from, from the get go because it is mm. whether there's still like interesting social political moves around and things mm. that maybe are a bit hidden but it's still much more open that what my country was, so you. One hundred percent. So you're, yeah. you're coming from a position where, if you didn't know that, you probably wouldn't have had that surge of a creativity coming from discovering all these new things.
1: No, completely. No. So, so w- even I mean, at that point, I had spent one year in Japan, mm-hmm. which was as an exchange student, which was like my first kind of proper encounter with like an
0: t- entirely different culture. And you speak Japanese then?
1: I I do now. Well, I. Do it quite. I'm very rusty, <laughs> no. I'm but I, I'm not
0: gonna test you.
1: Don't test me, please. Well, you know, <laughs> because in that sense, I'm very Japanese. Because um, if I don't, if I can't speak it, speak it perfectly, then I'm just not going to speak it at all. But shame. Um, but um, so yeah. No, and then I also spent a few years in Japan after that. But um, yes, just in terms of like discovering. New flavors, discovering other ways of dealing with food. Like for me, it was just like this playground of thinking. Oh, I don't I, I don't need to have all the normal stuff anymore. Like I can, I can just discover all these crazy flavors and have noodles and <laughs> rice every day because <laughs> I really <laughs> love rice. And um, so, the I think what's uh, the, because you men- mentioned my Instagram account and uh, the direction that my food has taken on there. And I think, to be honest, like I was very, very influenced of going back to Japan. Yeah. Uh, just before I started that Instagram account. Yeah. So I hadn't been back there for like seventeen years, and then, in <laughs> a space of like two years, I was there twice for yeah. like a month each time. Wow. So uh, yeah, because I just felt like I, I just felt like I've been sort of missing out, and I felt like I need to go back. I need to meet my dad. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and but by doing that, it was just uh, I had this like surge of of the culture, the flavors, the food, everything was just coming back to me, and I felt very very inspired. So I was picking up a lot more information at, at the time, and 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 just got really inspired in my cooking. Having said that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest, and this is, uh, I think there's also. Um, but do making the making having this sort of japanese twist to the food that i'm making um it's also almost a little bit responding to again to people's expectations of me yeah because if you say oh yeah I'm, and um, i'm half bulgarian half japanese people go half japanese that's amazing i love japan and it's <laughs> like yeah i said half and i actually grew up <laughs> so it just feels like a lot of people are very interested in japan yeah i mean okay, it's I a fascinating country yeah. I, I i i mean It's fascinating, the food is amazing, you know, there's so much amazing culture um, that's kind of developed there. Um, But I also felt like people were quite more open to hearing my Japanese side of my story, the Japanese side of the story, and also of um, Japanese food or Japanese-influenced food. There's a space for it because people know about They know about it. Yeah. They might not necessarily have tried cooking it Mm -hmm. because it seems quite complex with like sushi and sashimi, and you know, that's (laughs) there's so much more to it, of course. But so I, I feel like I was also a little bit responding to what I could see that people were were very interested in, and also for what I could see, there was like a little. Gap in the market, and then I sound like really like marketing, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. You, no, can't, no you, you, you you want to sort of, if you see that everyone's doing smoothie bowls, I mean, I was doing smoothie bowls as well. Yeah. <laughs> but then you realize, well, I can, I, if I make something that is different from that, but
0: that I feel very passionate about, people we'll might respond be, to that. Yeah,
1: we'll respond to that. So.
0: I do like though that in your book you do have some hints to, uh, like some of the Swedish um, kind of recipes as well. Well, I think one of them is um dill salmon, which is not salmon, was it? There was mm. one like fish. Remember that you said like it was like, inspired by Swedish heritage and stuff. Yeah, there was a twist to it, and it was one of the bento boxes actually. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see that there is a bit of that as well, mm. and again. Thinking about it's kind of funny because then it was thinking about Bettina because when I interview Bettina and Nikki mm. as well, which are also in this season of the podcast, um, obviously there's been a conversation about Bettina's heritage because it mm. also kind of bring something in. And then in, it's kind of nice to see what you you know actually how much sometimes we go against it. I used mm. to I, I went for a long period of time. I was like, no, I don't want to eat Italian food anymore because mm. I eat it all the time. I came here, there were so many cuisines, I wanted to try everything. New. Mm. And now I go back to it because yeah. it kinda of reminds me of home. But for a bit I was just like, No Yeah. Because <laughs> that's you know people are Italian, like, oh, you must see Italian food. I was like, exactly like you, expectations. Yeah. You must see Italian food all the time. And I was like, No, I don't.
1: Yeah, and, and it kind so was really a little bit offen-
0: offensive. Exactly. you like, <laughs> no, and I'm gonna prove you wrong, yeah. therefore I'm not gonna have it. And then I came back to it, um just naturally, you know, like you start being an angry teenager or something like that. Yeah. Just like young adults. <laughs> yeah, I was I was teenager like, then, my teenagers like Carried on a few, a few decades. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> same, same. Well, that's what I mean. I do I do understand yeah. where you're coming from when it comes to that. It just And also, as you say, you've got such a, an interesting kind of story as well that kind of came about, and it's just putting it out there whilst also just sharing what you were learning, I suppose, at that time as well. Mm. Because a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, some people might think that you've been knowing forever, especially when it comes to the band side of it, the mm. colours, the flavours, but it's mm. actually stuff from what you're saying you learned not that long ago anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: well it's something you weren't growing up with, you mm. actually are l- kind of like almost growing with the people that are trying what you're doing, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's. yeah,
1: you're right. <laughs> and then someone someone else
0: um, uh, pointed
1: that out to me as well and they said that that makes it more achievable in a way. Yeah. Once you realise that I, it's not like I'm not Born into it, and I, I'm not I just didn't get it with the breast milk, and so on. <laughs> no, but in, in it's that, but but I also feel like um, so many people now are born with a mixed heritage. Yeah, and I think it's 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 it, what you're describing of, of like rejecting it. It's like one way of dealing with it. Another way of dealing with it is by um, by being curious in it, and then maybe even though you haven't even spent time in the country that your mom or your grandparents were from, you might pick up a lot from the culture because it it somehow it will it will it, it sort of bears more more um, meaning to me than if I would pick up. Uh, Mexican food. Mexico I love Mexico. <laughs> I would love to learn Kay. more. Next book well, no, no. is gonna
0: be shisha Delicious. <laughs> Me- Mexican Go, to Mexico <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, Mexico. Mexico. Yes. Like Montana, yeah. like- Sarah, Sarah goes to Mexico. Like Anna Montana. Sarah Sara hey, goes to Mexico. With a massive sombrero. Yeah. Please do. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to
1: do that. No, but but yeah. No, but you're you're absolutely right. Because I think there's there's something um um, even though you know, n- no one human being is just like purely whatever whatever country you're born in. Like yeah. no one's like you know, as you see when you do these genetics. Yeah, I was
2: thinking about the DNA know, test. It's just
1: ridiculous. Like everyone's like such a mixture of, of lots of different things. Um, but I feel like like that there, there is there there is something actually to to her- heritage, as in also the unspoken, like the unseen heritage, because I didn't know anything about Japan when, when I grew up. I just knew, yes, your dad was Japanese, he lives very far away, it's very hard to get to Japan, <laughs> obviously it was then, but that was kind of like, Japan was like, oh, yeah, like, that's like this very far away thing. Very far away, Like it's mu- much closer now, obviously, with, you know, where you can watch Japanese reality shows, if you like. <laughs> but um, um, so I think. um, Oh my god, where was I?
0: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm following you. Yes, you're you
1: following know? me. But but I'm not following myself. <laughs> oh dear!
0: <laughs> oh my god! We're talking about heritage again. Oh yes, heritage.
1: Oh yes. So when I when I first came went to Japan, I was um, uh, still in high school, like seventeen, and I surprisingly felt that there was a lot of, of things that seemed very typically Japanese, or I could see around me that they were very typically Japanese, that I, I realized these were personality traits that I had myself. Yeah. And I always thought, oh, that's just me, and that's just my personality and or my tendency yeah, in yeah, a yeah. certain situation. Yeah, and, and then you, you realize, oh, wow, no, here it seems to be something that a lot of people are, like, where or like it's kind of like being i'm not saying that it's unique to be obsessed with details in <laughs> the, but they are very very attuned to um details
0: that's i would say
1: for, for for a start i mean that that's just one example but i just felt that there was a lot of things that i couldn't really explain logically. yeah and and also i didn't I, I i didn't even think that it was possible that you could just have something in your genes, in, in in your blood, which it just doesn't sound very PC in some way. <laughs> <laughs> but but that it actually it it, it does um, affect your your behavior and your tendencies as a person. And it can be culturally um, it can it, it can come from being part of or being or having had your so and so many generations in, 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 uh, immersed in a certain culture and that can come out in t- someone like me that
0: didn't grow up with
1: it and still it's, it's present.
0: Do you find that I was also present in your art? Can I, I'm kind of doing a loop with the art and then mm-hmm. I'm going go back to food because obviously there's some art and experimenting also in the way that you present the food and the way that you play with it and the, play, and the way that you, I guess, share it. Mm. But I'm kind of wondering whether you've found then some of your art in different ways, obviously I'm calling it all art because of the mm. way that I see it, but if some of it you think is also, you can see some sort of inspiration also from some of the things that you've seen there or if that comes from somewhere else
1: uh, I think there definitely is um, and um, I, when I was um, still doing art I, um I did a lot of training in uh, Butoh, so Butoh is a um, performance philosophy, performance style, performance yeah style you could say, uh, which is a type of dance, but it's very non-dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know the, the closest you can maybe describe it, how it feels to me, is that it's it is almost like a, a awake meditation. Okay, interesting. Yeah, where you were you sort of uh, you do all this like part of the training or the exercises that you do this long like you do exercise where you are sort of erasing yourself okay and being other things okay but you can obviously never erase yourself it's yeah. not about really, but you're taking on uh, it can like different teachers have different ways of looking at it but or methods but it can be for example you have this exercise where you are Growing from being a seed or a cell into a fully grown human baby, and then you grow from there into an adult and an old man, and then or an old person, and then someone who can barely move because they're so old. What you're doing all this while moving?
0: Yeah, so it's the movement that kind of like so shows it. So you move.
1: It's the movement that shows it, but it has to come from the inside.
0: Oh, and no, I, I get that.
1: Yeah. So it's really like. Really fascinating and feels very Japanese. I mean, it originated in Japan, and a lot of the teachers are Japanese. So I went so into that, and that felt like completely like my thing for for ages. So I think that really affected my
0: my work. How did that then translate into the next step, which is kind of like the, the most current one, which is, I guess... Food, let's say food. I know, I know there's more to that. i not gonna... it's a good way of <laughs> well,
1: summing it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think I kind of went going back to that, which obviously is one of the things that probably most people that are listening will know you from anyway. Mm. It's kind of interesting to see then how that translated into the food. Is something that you always had that kind of like the interesting kind of like creating some sort of like theme or some sort of um thread, I suppose, with that? Or is it something that you go back to again? Um, more recently, because I know that there is something there now with the colors. you played a lot with the colors now, which mm. are the colors related to obviously the all um idea on uh, the different colors five colors right, mm. Japanese culture. Yeah, but I'm kind of wondering whether it was always there, you think, or it's something that maybe you just first it just for fun, you did, did different things, mm. and then you go back to something that is a bit more tapping into your creative estro Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm basically achieving our psychology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little therapy session. Yeah, that's something.
1: I think you're right. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. No, but, no, but actually, no, but I mean, I know what you mean. Um, I think um, uh, my 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 food journey as yeah. as of the like the most recent food journey that's kind of public, you could say, because yeah. it's on on a platform. Um it sort of started off very playful mm-hmm. and just... Um, I was re- always really into food, into he- healthy food, into whole foods, into... Mm, I was like veg- vegetarian for a long time, um, tried all kinds of diets and so on. So food was also always... Um, I was always, you know, cooking my own meals and, and so on. So I think in the beginning, I was just really chuffed to realize that i could just make my food take it take (laughs) make a snack take a picture of it upload it to instagram and then some people would like it yeah i mean in the beginning obviously it was like you know 10 people (laughs) but you know like but but still it it felt like wow people are looking at this and then I, i i i soon discovered many other people who were into the same type of food as me yeah, and who were presenting it very beautifully and that really inspired me. So I thought, look, it's, I have some friends that are into similar food to me, like old, in real life. <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> but it was just amazing to discover that there were so many other people out there that liked the same kind of food that I was doing or the same style, the style, same type, I guess. But they were had en- endless ideas to endless new ideas and endless ways of uh, presenting it, which I hadn't, like, paid that much attention to before. Like, you know, once you start presenting it, you can, like, really start playing with it. So that was really, really, really fun. In the, in the beginning, I was, you know, using my phone take all the pictures like sometimes posting like three times a day <laughs> with, <laughs> all, all day. 30 people looking at <laughs> no, but you know what i mean just really into this like wow there's like this little like almost like game that i've discovered and um and then um and then i think the more people i met on the platform and the, the more that i could the more that i saw that so much was possible, not possible but you know like people were making such inspiring things and they were making it to a level as well you know to like a high level of yeah. quality and, and, and all of this and um, so that made me want to, I wanted to sort of get better at what I was doing as well I mean as, as you always do, like always want to get better, always want to discover new things and change and like develop so um i then i think i i I guess we all go through this kind of stage when we learn something that we kind of try lots of different ways of doing something and then you get inspired by this kind of style and then you get inspired by this artist or person or cook or whatever and then you get inspired by and you try things out and I think the main thing in this in this stage where you are just testing things and like not copying. I mean I wasn't copying mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone, but you get inspired by and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna try to to arrange my food in that kind of way, like I've seen a few people doing and, and, and so on. So I think the main thing about that is like to just keep going and just produce loads and loads of just lots of it. And then you will eventually start um, finding your own um, style and voice. Or your own style and voice becomes more apparent. Yeah. And then I think once that became more, like, I felt more like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you go through different phases. anyway. I just I, I just felt like I, 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 I can't just make straight on... Pretty pictures of food and I can't just make recipes because I'm actually quite rubbish at making recipes because I'm too <laughs> not lazy but you know to write it all down and to get it all right and then test it and so I, I just felt like I, I needed I wanted to um, play more with the uh, visual presentation of it and also talk more about the concepts behind the food
0: which is great though it's just you know everybody's different as you say you're going through your journey though as well don't you mm. and you say okay Maybe I've done this. I've done the recipes now. I've done mm. loads of recipes now. I want to explore something new. Mm. And as you say, at the end of the day, there are more loads of people that are still doing recipes. There's loads of people that are still mm. creating stuff. So it's not a case of people are going to go starving because oh no, there's no more <laughs> recipe from Sarah. But at least you kind like you're evolving, which I think it's for somebody that has a very creative mind or artistic mm. mind, I suppose. Even if I can myself artists in see my own rights obviously because it's more on the writing side of it but if you don't evolve then you won't get stuck because as a human mm. being you as you said yourself probably with also your performing art you know especially with that exercise that you told me like you have to in what about a minute two minutes like go from being a seed or a cell mm. to go into an old person you realize how quickly we can evolve mm. so I guess yeah. if you don't evolve into what you want to create next uh, and you and you only answer to what the audience wants at all times, mm. you're going to be resentful and then it does it become your own thing. Yeah. You know, I think we're in a position now where a lot of people are very creative because, you know, there are, of course, um, people that just make recipes, but there are loads of people, especially on Instagram, that create very creative foods and like, very creative, like, presentations as well of mm. stuff like somebody that does, like, weird... I think it's like cakes with, not cakes, but like a representation of, of like Disney characters with just mm. fruit. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Mm. So, you know, things like this. And you're like, well, you know, if you want to evolve in and out of it, now we have a chance. You know, we are artists, creatives that can actually get a platform straight away. Mm. I mean, if you go, if anybody has some background in art or literature, most of the really good writers in mm. the 1900s, died before somebody even gave a, gave a damn about them mm. because that's the way you think life was. <laughs> yeah. that's the way life things was. were slower in that sense, and I, yeah, we're much faster now, and therefore it was easier for us to evolve because there's so much more stimuli that comes our way all the time. That is true. That's a good point. I think. And you yeah. said again. I remember when we were having a chat beforehand at one of the events, Bettina and Nikki's events, I think actually, mm. we're having this chat about all different things, Instagram and algorithms and growing businesses and stuff. But then you also mentioned, like, how much looking at what people are doing, as you said before as well, mm. influences us and it keeps growing. And obviously, as people are growing, you question yourself or where you want to go. Mm. Do you think that that's also part of the reason why now there's a quite a lot of um, interest or stress into the whole, like, your journey as a less, you call it less waste or minimal waste? Which mm. one do you call it? Um, I would
1: maybe say uh, low low waist is a sure bit of a talking. yeah no I know there's I a few which one there's you... a few terms around there and I'm um, I guess I've just settled on low waist <laughs>
0: because it's yeah which by the way mm. if anybody wants to know like because I went uh, undercover mm. for you guys and she's definitely like she, she's not hyping it up she definitely <laughs> lives a <the> low waist <laughs> life <laughs> This is not a drill. It is real, ladies and gentlemen. I snooped out in her fridge. Actually, I didn't. She, just, she just opened it. So it's not me snooping in. That would be creepy. Um, but no, I'm just kind of wondering what you know, how that came into that conversation for you, because obviously it's a thing that now I see a bit more. Mm. And I'm wondering is that part of the concepts that you said you wanted to explore and the different areas that you wanted to tackle?
1: Mm, I guess, um, and that this is actually where my my past. My performance past come, comes in because the type of performance that interested me was, as I describe, with buto the buto elements, but also um, I had a tendency towards um, when I made my own work that uh, of a durational performance, yeah, where you are and duration, and also where you involve your audience, yeah. So durational performance you can easiest uh, describe as something you do for an extended period of time, yeah, and then. From it starts off at something, and then maybe it's something that goes on for like three hours, or maybe it goes on for a whole day, or maybe it goes on, you know, it just goes, it's, it's not just like a, a 20 minute kind of show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so I, I feel like um, one of my uh, um, interests, or one of the things that really gets me going is to experience things for myself, like yeah. in the flesh, like quite literally. So I, I don't just want to like read about something and then kind of repeat that information and say, oh, by the way, plastic is bad because I read these things and, you know, you can, I, I think there's, there's still a valid point to that in that you can feel very strongly about something being wrong in the world and then one way of dealing with it is like gathering a lot of information and go, this is it. For, for me personally, I feel like I need to live it and I need to like, Discover what, well, see what I discover when when I try to do it. So, so in that sense, food is like the ultimate kind of that's very easy to <laughs> to work out. So <laughs> you just eat, you make it, you eat it, you see how it affects you. Um, and then I think with uh, with uh, living a more low waste lifestyle, I also felt like it's something that I've. <laughs> More or less i've been I mean I've been aware of it for a long time, and I've been kind of f- feeling bad about creating a lot of waste for a long time um, and when I say long time, I mean like before there was any kind of talk of plastic in the sea or <laughs> you know i was i mean at some point I was using a lot of textile like uh, textile dye, yeah. So when I first came to London, I was actually painting on pants, like <laughs> doing cute little illustrations on underwear, and and I was also dyeing them. After a while, I started dyeing them different colors. Okay. And I kind of, at some point, I just felt like I don't want, to, like after one, I'm saying like two, or three years, I didn't want to do it anymore because I felt like I was using so much material. I always had these like bunches and bunches of like fabric. Of, underwear. <laughs> and then piled up in my room and I was going through all these like pots of like toxic dye that I was just flushing into the water like into the drains like every week and it was just starting to feel really like yeah, I I couldn't it didn't feel right. Yeah. So that's around the time when I got into like using computers to make pictures and I'm like yes this is brilliant I don't I can still be just as creative but I don't go through as much material I see yeah but this was like this is the past me but uh, but just to say that it's something that's kind of been bothering me for a long time so um, so I think with with things kind of hotting up a little bit more about you know the information that's available about what's actually going on with our environment and you know, all of this, I just felt that I have a chance to talk about this on my platform, yeah, and to use it use my platform for something that really matters to me. I mean, art really matters to me. <laughs> So first and foremost, I have to make pictures, okay. <laughs> no but, but but I have to, to say something as well. I want to say something and not just about healthy food and you know stuff like that. It's so, so I, I felt like this is both a chance for me to speak about something and also a chance for me to explore it further. So suddenly it made more sense for me to then try to find ways of like how can you how can I exist in London? Using just less stuff and less packaging and less, you know, how how can I do this? Like, and I can try it out and I can talk to people. Like, I can talk about how I do it. Loads of jars, I would say, from the
0: look <laughs> of your fridge. Oh my god, which is great. Don't get me There's wrong. So I, many jars. I'm saving ridiculous. so many jars right now. Like, and I think that the, the best thing that people can do is actually learn how to clean them properly.
1: Oh my god. But right. you think about it,
0: when you think about it, how many people do you think actually don't keep a jar or don't reuse a jar because they have no idea how to take the labels off and like and properly not sterilize them because sometimes you don't need to sterilize them as mm. as crazy. But even just like properly wash them and clean them up and let them dry completely before you put the lid on.
1: Otherwise they start moulding. I know.
0: And why? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God. come on. Oh my god. But but you see this is also why I I want to kind of keep I, I love sharing about all this stuff on my social because I get people kind of asking me things or saying everything from oh I do that as well because my, my grandma always did that and or my mum always did that and now I do it too and, and so on to the the ranges from everything from that to like what's that? Or like, oh I've never thought that I could use like I could reuse my <laughs> my whatever it is for that or and 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 i i i think it's so important because there's this constant feedback yeah. and i kind of get a sense of what people are interested in knowing more about true and that's just amazing and i'm so thankful
0: for like people engaging that's proper engagement that's what pro- i mean as proper engagement people actually are telling you what they want to see more of yeah I think it's because they kind of are tapping into what people want to know anyway which is great you know what mm-hmm. i mean because i think for a bit of time we were in this lull in the last year or so where, um i maybe like a bit more this bit earlier than that but everybody was talking about everything but then it was talking about nothing like health became very relative which is fine because it mm. actually is and people weren't sure what to talk about and we all knew the basics mm. and i think it's kind of almost like we didn't know actually how to make a bigger impact when it came to like, the way that we were, because some people argue that fast food is good, fast food is bad. But I think everybody kind of found a very efficient and actually obvious way to make a bigger impact and a better impact, She's actually taking care a bit more of where we live mm. and the world that we live in and then given back to it, which should be obvious. But obviously, not everybody thought what you were thinking were like back when. Not everybody had it already inside them. So the knowledge, the sharing... Mm. us being able to kind of like having this conversation, it's what is making a difference. So I think that's why more and more people now are embracing it and not not everybody necessarily is only talking about sustainability, but everyone is trying to make that conversation more open, mm. which is something that I really appreciate. We're working with a couple of really cool brands mm. at the moment as well, mm. sustainable brands that we're hoping to work with more and more. We did a... I'm mentioning it because probably by the, this time, the first event that we're doing fully sustain, fully. The more sustainable is probably going to be out. which is the word this year in the Health Blogger Awards. Mm. We've done a sustainability pledge. Mm. where we're working with um, somebody called uh, Oh my God, Plastic Freedom. Bless him. I don't mm. remember the name. Um, Plastic Freedom.
1: <laughs> got Fre- lots of names to remember.
0: I know. But she's going to help us as a consultant as well, going through Something. some of the things that mm. we potentially are missing, mm. that we could, you know, improve even more to make mm. our events even more sustainable because people don't realize. The amount of waste that you get out of events is crazy. So, we're, uh, no. so from step one, like mm. all our goodie bags will be try. Like you know, we're saying no to a lot of brands that are coming to us because mm. it's just like loads of waste. Mm. So we're really trying to be mindful about this. And we're working with so many people to make it work. And then the more we grow, the more we can make them as sustainable as possible. And mm. um, because everybody in their own little rights can find a way to really make a difference in their own little space I suppose mm. and then obviously then you will get more people involved and actually people will be more proactive
1: mm. and I think the more also you show that it's normal exactly then the more people are going to be okay with it so I think that's that, and like making something normal you make something normal by doing it more and more and making it more and more public or becoming more in the public eye so it wasn't normal for example to care so much about the environment just yeah. like even like just like two three years ago True. and then suddenly um it's more normal <laughs> it used to be me and my lentil <laughs> lentil, lentil? no but you know um i i used to be much more, more what you would say a hippie in a, in a sense <laughs> you know what i mean there's always been a green movement not always but there's been a green movement for, oh, for a while yeah but it's, it's it was like, very very hippie and very kind of Knitted jumpers, hand-knitted stuff. I love hand-knitted jumpers. Well, jumpers. Don't get me wrong. And, but and, it was and, a lot, and
0: I love chanting, so I get what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I'm happy to have a little bit of that, but I'm also like quite, yeah, not, not entirely. Yeah, I've, I've tried that, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good to appear like to. to when, when, it, when something appeals to more people, that's more powerful when we're talking about really important things. It shouldn't be like just some very small slice of society that, that is really caring about the environment and so on. Because, I mean, it had to be for a while because it just wasn't a big question. People yeah. didn't
0: see it as a big problem. But um, but I guess if everybody made one difference tomorrow, once in, even if it was literally never buying a plastic bottle ever again... Mm. You know, How many plastic thing.
1: bottles would that be? You know, oh I mean? my god! It's yes, just that—it's just
0: that little step that, oh, it just, that just sometimes we don't think about, and then mm. obviously it kind of like spirals. Um, now I want to ask you then my last question. Can mm-hmm. ask a last question. This is the one I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. So this is the only one that people have to think about. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably see you like squinting your eyes, maybe you, like, oh mm. no! Oh, can I have some more chocolate? You can have some chocolate to prepare you for that, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Um, so if you could have brunch, brunch, mm-hmm. uh, low-waste brunch, hmm? with anyone, <laughs> dead or alive, who would it be? Real or fictional? Ideally real. Oh, I mean, yeah. but afterwards I want to hear the fictional, if there's a fictional as well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> see what you come up with. <laughs> real.
1: Oh my god. Are you cu- going to cut out the waiting time for me? No,
0: I'm thinking not. thinking about no, this I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep the realness. Oh my God, I have to come up with something very quick. Mm. It's more in the next 10 minutes, just so that people... Oh, okay. Know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> usually one of the first people that comes to mind is usually the best one to go with.
1: Can you ask me the question again? Of so that it, ca- it comes up in it comes my mind. Up. So,
0: mm. if you could have brunch, mm. like a meal, with yes. anyone dead or alive, who would this person be?
1: Actually, you know what the first thing that came up in my mind, yeah. which is like a bit shocking? Yeah? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! I know! Oh, I'm just... not even religious. I mean, I'm not like, you know,
0: I'm not religious. Is that so well, that's that's the reason why you asked me if it was fictional or not? Yeah. But Jesus, Jesus is real, isn't he? Like, he was a real person. People say it was a real person. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry this is religious. so like, oh no, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, um, but people said it was a real person, it was just a normal person. It wasn't like the son of God. So there are basically, okay, so if somebody is Christian, we're just talking about speculations anyway. We don't know either way. No, we what don't what know, know either way,
1: but that's why I'm saying it's because it's... um. Obviously, like, again, nobody knows. So um, Nobody so. knows, and then also uh, uh, a story gets, you know... Stories get, they, they evolve over time. Exactly.
0: So um, so you still, still want to talk to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, either that. Either
1: that, yeah. Or my great, 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 great grandma. How many
0: greats is that? I
1: don't know, but just very many. I'd love to like talk to like a very sort of, Previous from which side, though? Ah, from my Bulgarian side, actually. Cool. See, that's why I asked. Ah, yes. Good, good <laughs> question. Yeah, no, because I was very close to my my grandma, my grandparents, but my grandma lived for longer, so I had a longer relationship with her. Um, and they were both from Bulgaria. Came to Sweden in the sixties. So yeah, she was just a really important figure to me, and a very strong, impressive, and special woman. So yeah, I'd just love to see, you know, a kind of earlier version of
2: grandma. our yeah of
1: <laughs> our lineage in a way. I
0: love it. I love yeah. it. So is that Or oh, Jesus? Or oh, Jesus? Brick. Yeah. Seems- <laughs>
1: maybe Jesus could be the sort of slightly more. <laughs> no, if I could choose, maybe I would I go with that. the grandma version. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Love
0: that. Well, thank you, honey.
1: Thank, thank you. you. It's mom. been a pleasure. Did you get my first scream in the beginning? No, I didn't get this. Point. Ah, okay, good, good. Oh, maybe I did. It, no, it, it, no, no, nothing. That
0: was nothing. That was just a passing <laughs> comment. <laughs> if, if if we did get it, you know what we're talking about. If not, it's just it's just chocolate euphoria. Chocolate euphoria. Yeah. Chocolate <laughs> Thank you so much for the chat. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Make an Impact Show. For more info on the HPC, head to our socials at hbloggers.com or go to our website, healthbloggerscommunity.com. Now, get out there and be awesome.